You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Okay, sounds good. Well, today I was thinking that we could spend some time discussing resources, specifically resources for business and organizations. Obviously, anybody that is in any sort of leadership role, whether it's a nonprofit, it's a business, they've started it themselves, or they're helping to lead a company um, that maybe they didn't start, but they're just a part of, they, they will know the value and the importance of having resources to get the job done. None of us can do what we're going to do without them. And something that we hear often, um, Sarah, I know that you'll you'll you can attest to this, and the people that you interact with, the businesses and organizations you have worked with, um, people will say that lack of resources is often one of the greatest stumbling blocks to accomplishing their goals in their organization, whether it's growth or just you know maintaining um, projects or you know whatever their goals are. Lack of resources is a common principle that businesses face. And so, Sarah, I was wondering, first of all, um, how would you suggest an organization determines whether they have a true lack of resources or not? Okay, so we can do this from like the really analytical side or the creative side. And I, if you're going to involve other team members, I actually think you should approach it from both sides because you're going to have people who are really kind of like creative thinkers and go, oh, what about this or that? And people who are just like, no, we have to follow a path. So take that barrier out of the way from the beginning. Just say, okay, we can look at it from a couple of ways. We're going to look at it through both ways, right? So one of the things is, you know, you'll hear in budgeting to start with a zero-based budgeting. Do not assume that anything that's on your current year's budget is a have-to-have going forward. And so that's one of the most um, common or obvious places to start. It's like, do we have what we need for day-to-day operations? And so you look at that and determine. But I rather think about like when people say we don't have enough resources is to ask a higher level question is how do you know that right how do you know you don't have enough resources have you done an inventory and I don't mean like a a barcode inventory per se but like collecting the resources you have we often think of resources as cash and physical items right assets right but There are a lot of other resources that we have. We have colleagues, we have friends, we have other organizations like us, other businesses. Um, There are non-tangible resources that we have access to if we're willing to be creative and think about it. So that's one of the things I think about. It's like you can brainstorm what are all of our resources, but just listing them without a reason for why you want them is a disconnect, right? So what are what are we trying to accomplish? We're trying to accomplish, um, well, think about us, for example. One of the things we do is is our whole uh, full media production work, right? Do we have resources for that? Well, we certainly have our key lead resources, but do we have enough resources? It depends on the project and the client we're working with, right? If they want this, like, cinematography, high-level thing, we'll bring in extra resources. 
Do we have them now? No, but we know who they are. So part of it's like just getting creative and listing what you have. And sometimes when you do that, it's it creates, it releases that log jam of thinking we don't mm-hmm. have enough, right? It's mm-hmm. like we have a lot of resources, but we're not sure where we want to apply them. So it's really looking at what are you trying to accomplish? Um, what resources do you have currently? And are there connections between them? Now, in some organizations, the resources are restricted. So you may say, yeah, we're sitting on 200 grand in the bank. Um, so on the surface level, someone would say, well, you have plenty of resources. No, that's dedicated to certain projects or things by contract. So obviously those aren't available to you. So you want to draw lines between what you have, what's available. Um, but I really think about starting with a mindset of we have a lot. Let's just, even as goofy as they might sound, you know, just put them up on flip charts or whatever medium you guys, you guys being the people we're speaking towards. Um, take a look at all your resources. It's almost like that whole thing of gratitude, right? Once you start going, well, we ha- I have this to be grateful for. Once you start looking at all you have, you think, okay, but that I could increase a little like this, or that's connected to this. So. Being able to do that can break those log jams. Yeah, absolutely. How often would you say uh, when you are working with organizations or just in conversation with people and, and you offer that suggestion of, well, have you done a true inventory, a true assessment of what your resources are? How often would you say that people, maybe they really haven't, they haven't taken the time? Most often. And it isn't because they don't think about it. It's that we get into our day-to-day business and we go on assumptions. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to need this and this because I needed this last month or last year, last quarter. Um, Or we rely on using the same resources in the same ways, right? Without pausing to say, what else would be possible with this? Right. Yeah, that's a. I think that's a really important point um, that you're bringing up. Just that we get into habits almost. That this is the way that we spend our money. This is the way we use our personnel. This is the way we use, you know, X, Y, and Z resources. And we forget to. It's it's easy to be creative at the beginning when you're just starting something. Like, how can we use all of this to create something great? But once you've kind of built it a little bit, you can get into those habits and forget to ask the question. Is this the most effective way to use our, you know, our people, our time, our, you know, financial resources, et cetera? It's also also a place where you'll get pushback sometimes because the systems, like as we grow, we have systems, right? So we love our systems because they make things easy. But our systems can also put barriers around us. Like, okay, we stay within this process. But if we just stretched a little outside that process, we might get a huge result. So, I mean, it's, and I'm not saying break down your systems, but it's a good thing to stop and say, well, if we shifted that a little, how might that help us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that creativity and just openness to new ideas, new ways of doing things is so important. Hey there, everybody. I want to take just a minute out of this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast to tell you that we are officially opening the Sandbox membership in September. So if you're not already on our mailing list, please click the link below to either sign up for the membership or get on the waiting list for the membership. And if you click the link, you'll find more information about what's included, what our plans are, and better yet, 
you'll be on early enough to help decide what is most important to you to experience in the first three to six months of the membership. So don't wait. Click the link below and join us in the sandbox where fun happens. We get to do a little R&R, little learning, support one another, and really grow and expand in ourselves, in our lives, and impact the world in a profound way. So come on over, join us. How often, um, how often when organizations actually, okay, so, you know, the challenge has been put out there, do a true inventory. If you think you have a lack of resources, let's pause and see, do you really have a lack of resources? After, after organizations have taken the time to kind of go through that process, uh, you know, what would you say to, you know, a business or a nonprofit or, you know, anybody really who goes through that and realizes, no, I, I really do still think I have a lack of resources. What now? <laughs> then I think we have to tie it back to what are your priorities, right? Because you're not going to, you know, I could say I want all of these resources because here's my list of goals or my business plan for the year or whatever. But it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily necessary. It's not necessarily needed or useful to try and hit it all at once. So then it's a question of focus. What do you want your resources for first? But also thinking about, and if you had them in that place, would it create a domino effect in other areas? I mean, so part of it's thinking, well, if we invested here, that would position us here. That could actually save us from needing an additional resource because we'd be doing this now. So, I mean, part of it's just doing some thinking through scenario work, but actually thinking, okay, what's my highest use for that resource currently? And it doesn't have to be that way for a long time. But but it does. You do need to focus so that you're not spreading yourself too thin. So it kind of comes down to learning how to effectively manage what you have, and some of that is learning to prioritize. Well, you know, what are you going to use the resources for first? What are the highest priorities, highest needs, and then we can kind of get the other things down the line. Yeah, and some of the highest needs are frankly going to be regulatory needs, right? You. Like you can't really say, oh, I'm not paying my business taxes or my registration to the state or my nonprofit things. So like it or lump it, we need resources for that. Um, but when it comes to programs, and I've seen this a lot, people want to serve more and more people. But if they don't have the resources, they start stretching the resources they have, which is people and time. Right. But that runs the risk of burning them out. And oftentimes that's just a fear of saying to whomever's paying you to do that work. Um, we are at maximum. We know you want us to do more. We need resources to do more. And here's how we know we need not just we need it because we want it. But here's how we know we've done some thoughtful um, investigation around this. We've looked at ways for cost savings where we can, you know, keep money in house. Um, but but still, to do what you're asking us, we need new re we need more resources. I'm from listening. I'm watching Emmy bounce around like a circus clown. <laughs> she's uh she's feeling very energized by this conversation. <laughs> uh, she's going resources. The nice. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is so. And you're kind of hitting on uh, hitting on this, but it is kind of a multifaceted. 
thing. You know, there's there's evaluating how you're using your resources and prioritizing projects. There's also evaluating your expenses and, you know, are you spending money or dedicating time or, you know, on things that don't really matter? Because that's sometimes the case where we are we're letting resources go to things that aren't really that important and we could reallocate them elsewhere. Um, and then looking for, you know, growth opportunities where, you know, where there might be gaps in what, what our resources are, like finding ways to fill that gap creatively. Um, you bring up something interesting though. When we look for where we're spending our money, people can have, and I know this, I mean, I do this quarterly. I'm actually still doing it for this current quarter. I'm going through like my recurring charges, you know, from memberships I'm in or subscriptions that were really important. But like, it's really easy to see them, to not see them, right? And they keep paying them. So when someone says, I don't have the resources to do X. And if you actually looked at your spending, you thought, do I use these things over here? Sometimes you can find out you have more than enough for your new X Mm -hmm. by just saying, please cancel my subscription, you know? and the money is there. Yeah, I I think that's such a good reminder. I mean, we're in such a subscription-based culture now that most of us, you know, whether you're talking businesses or just personal life, like we've got more subscriptions than we're probably aware of in a lot of situations. And it is worth always taking that step back to say, okay, all of, where is the money going out the door? Are all of those pots necessary? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can handle a few of them. Well, or when you're starting and you're, you need certain subscriptions because you're in a stage of your business, you don't always need those or you might need to increase them, right? You've grown and you don't want to keep, you're losing resources if you're having to double down on the time it takes because your current subscription, if you will, isn't benefiting you. So you may need to spend more money to gain more time. So it isn't just a thing of resources being cash. It's also time. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of hit on this a little bit, but when, it, you know, obviously um, we can try when we're looking at the resources that we currently have to to stretch them and make them go as long as, as they can. But like you mentioned, a lot of times when it comes to businesses and nonprofits, organizations, stretching resources means stretching people. And that isn't always in the best interest of your your overall goal. So there does come a point where you really don't want to stretch any further because it's actually going to be counterproductive. So when organizations hit that point where they really shouldn't stretch anymore, but they still maybe don't have the resources they need to cover the growth that they desire or the goals or projects or whatever is on their plates, do you have tips and advice for any businesses and organizations can be creative to find new resources when what they have just can't stretch anymore. I would say that depends on the business or the organization, but I will also say sometimes one of the ways of getting more room via resources is having someone who will challenge your assumption that you need the resources or that you should continue doing that work. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because it's natural, we want we want what we want, and we want it to continue, and we want to be comfortable. But sometimes we just have to say, as of this point in time, we're not doing this whatever this X is, right? We're pivoting. We've thought it through. It's not rash, um, and it may be undesirable because of external situations. 
But sometimes having someone that says, no, I can see you've thought this through and you need to make these hard decisions. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be the owner or the leader of an organization, guess what? The hard decisions fall on you. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, that's such an important point that you're bringing up, being mindful of what voices you're listening to. You know, whether it's, I, I people have a lot of ideas. <laughs> that's something that I'm finding. Um, just, you know, I'll give a small example. My husband and I, as you know, Sarah, own a farm and are working on scaling that farm business. Well, there are a lot of opinions out there on how you should do that and what is needed to farm effectively. And, and the opinions are often contradictory, but like in terms of, you know, what kind of equipment you must have, what kind of, you know, different uh, species you should add and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody has an opinion and there you can find long lists of these are all of the resources that are absolute non-negotiables if you're going to do this well. And we really had to take a, you know, take some time and take a step back and evaluate the voices that we're listening to that are telling us we have to have certain resources to be able to do this. And what we're finding is that those voices are not always right. <laughs> there are, there are other ways of doing things. There are other perspectives to take into account. And I, and I think that is, um, is something that all of us in all industries can kind of keep in mind, like, who are we listening to? Are the people that are speaking to us and offering us advice, you know, credible sources of advice? Are we getting second opinions and different perspectives to help us evaluate if the resources we're being told that we need are actually essential or not? Well, that and the fact that do, does that advice, will that advice lead you to where you and your husband ultimately want to end up? It might lead you to a really great farm that you're thinking, this is never what we had in mind, right? Yes. It's somebody else's vision. Yeah. I know, Emmy, that's right. So um, I do think that's important. We all should check in with ourselves. Like, So we get good advice. If you pause and listen, you go, okay, it's difficult advice. That doesn't make it wrong. It's difficult or uncomfortable. But is it, like you said, credible? And I would add to that, is it... Um, informed and will it help me mm -hmm. and if it won't all you have to do is say thank you we'll take that under consideration right you're not obligated to follow other people's advice but to get some information so you have options yeah absolutely <laughs> when this little lady is starting to get a little sleepy oh i you think getting... it's our cue yeah, you, she's running out of her energy resources right here. We are viewing that unfolding in front of us. Well, we know how she gets more, and that's kind of like, no. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I have really appreciated this conversation, Sarah. It's given me a lot to think about. And as we just kind of wrap up real quick, if you had like one little golden nugget piece of advice about resources, managing resources that you wanted to leave or remind us about, what would it be? You know what? I would take it back. I'm thinking about this as being a kid. Um, just go on a treasure hunt around your house and think about how many resources are in your house mm -hmm. that we don't even see because they're so embedded in our day to day life. Um, and think how much is already there. And does it apply to your business directly? Maybe not. 
but the ability to start looking for things that we overlook because they're just part of the environment will help you start seeing things in business as well. Like, oh yeah, we've got that. We could use that in this way. So I think um, take a little pressure off, go on a treasure hunt, either at your office or with your team or by yourself and go, how much do I already have that I'm taking for granted? I love that. Just building in a habit of awareness, I think is such a good, a good piece of advice. Well, it doesn't sound very fancy or um, like business school-ish, but I do think when we can learn to look in different places, we often uncover other people or gems that really help us. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you, Sarah. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Emmy. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.